Welcome to Minute 49 of Season 3 of Movie Rob Minute, the daily podcast where we yippee our way through the 1988 Bruce Willis action flick Die Hard, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me today is Kurt Kenny, an award-winning editor. See, I got it this time. Producer, director, writer, composer, all-around filmmaker. Welcome back to the show, Kurt. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad that you've come back and, uh, you know, well, for some reason, we're back in the same place that we were before, just like uh, mm-hmm. just just like John McClane. So we'll, we'll have to see uh, where, where what what comes of that. Who knows? Yep. So minute 49 begins with John exiting a new hatch and ends with Fritz trying to find a way to, uh, you know, give Hans an update by babbling. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. Yesterday we we ended the minute where John John made it through a uh, fan, which you know unbelievably made it through a a moving fan just by using a machine gun, and you know went through the catwalk and opened up a hatch. And in this in this minute he actually comes through that hatch. And as he's coming through the hatch, we actually realize that we've been here before. We were here uh, last week, two weeks ago. Uh, I don't remember. I think it was last week. Uh, this was one of the first rooms that 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 he uh, went through when he got off the, the when he was riding the top of the elevator, and he sees the the, the pinups that that were on the you know that are on one of the uh, I guess it's the electrical boxes or something like that. You know you have the uh, pinup of uh, Pam Stein, and then there's another one with uh, three three girls with their backs to us, you know, looking out at the ocean. And he he walks by and uh, you know puts his hand on 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 the picture of Pam Stein and says girls you know basically you know saying hello to them I guess and first of all I, I think it's great that that he's in the same room that he was in last week but you know they've they've worked it around that it's somewhat of a maze that he's coming in through a different door but we can still see that he left the hatch open on the right hand side when he was here you know, just a few minutes ago in the movie. So, you know, it, it's to give us also a familiarity, you know, that, that he doesn't even know where he's going when he's, when he's, uh, you know, going around, uh, going around and around through this maze. This is, this is not just a maze for, for us. It's a maze for him. You know, it, it wasn't as if he was planning on coming back to this room and he just yeah. manages to, to end up back in here, you know, which, uh, which, which says a lot about the, the terrain that he's trying to get through here and stuff like that. Yep. Go all the way. He runs down to the end of the the, the corridor after you know putting a hand on on the uh, poster, and then he sees a shadow of Fritz, and he hears Fritz, uh, you know, saying something in German. And what Fritz is actually saying, uh, he says, "Uff dem Dachboden." So I, I looked it up, and he basically says he's in the attic. Hello, duh. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows that's where he is. It's not really much of a, you know, who's who's he trying to impress by saying, oh yeah, he's 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 near the roof, he's in the attic, you know, that's why they're there, you know. It's just, I think that's one of the reasons why in in most versions of the subtitles they don't even, uh, you know, they don't even bother to translate it because they don't want to make him look that bad, you know. I, I found a version of the, the of the subtitles that actually had the German words, so that's why I was able to look it up. And, uh, oh, wow. okay. you know, yeah. And then, uh, John turns around and, uh, you know, cause he doesn't know what Fritz is saying. 
And he goes back down to the corridor and ends up back at, you know, he passes the, the, the pinups again. And as he's doing that, he goes back to the hatch that he came through last week. And then he goes through the hatch and this time he actually closes the hatch behind him, which is something that he didn't do, you know, last week. And he didn't do when he came through the first hatch uh, earlier, you know, in today's minute. So I, I guess he's trying to maybe throw them off. You know, maybe if the if the hatch is closed, they're not going to think he's going through it. You know, I'm not really not not really sure. And then he looks around and he screams, "Where the fuck is it?" And it just you know <laughs> makes you wonder what what is it? What is he trying? What do you think he's trying to find? <laughs> what, what's he looking for? He's looking for a way out. <laughs> no, but you think it is when he refers to it, he is re- he's referring to the fact that that where's a way out? Well, I, yeah, yeah, I think where's the exit? Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> it's not that simple. I, I mean, that's what he's trying to do is get out of there and get get lower. Right. Okay. Now I think that it's actually he's looking for the elevator because mm. this is where he got off the elevator last week. You know, when he was riding oh, the elevator. The up. elevator shaft there, right? I mean. There's the elevator he, shaft, he, but there's no elevator. Seconds, he's looking down the, the the shaft there, but there's nothing for him to hold on to. So there's not like much he can do there. Right. Right. But I, I think he, I think he was looking for, he was, he was hoping that the elevator would still be there. But even if the elevator is there, that's not going to help him because it's not like he mm. can get into the elevator. He'd just be riding it on top. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not really sure. You know, it's a, it's, it's a little, it's a, it's a strange comment. It's funny to hear him say it that way, but, you know, mm-hmm. and then like he runs around and starts looking around and he, you know, he looks down the, the elevator shaft and sees the elevator far, far below, you know, a, a little bit frustrated, obviously. And then, uh, the shot changes and we see Carl and Franco running down the staircase that has the chains and barrels on the side. Which once again, we get to see them again. They're they're they're, they're reminding us, and and it's great seeing that that now we see Carl right next to them because he's he's the one who's going to have a lot to do with it later. You know? Yeah. And at this point, John hears them coming and uh, you know starts to, to to panic a little bit, trying to figure out what it is that he's how is he going to get away from them? What's he going to do? And then he he comes across a great. You know that that's uh, uh, I guess there for safety reasons, so that nobody goes into the elevator shaft. You know, and he looks through it and tries to figure out what to do, and then he takes the gun and bangs three times on the the grate and is able to dislodge it, and it falls down the shaft. So this this grate falls. We we get to to wait and hear it fall for seven seconds. Before you actually hear the grate hitting the, you know, hitting the ground or hitting something, mm-hmm. you know. Now, how how fast or how far do you think it's it's actually falling? Well, I mean, it's got a long way to go. I don't know. It looks in the next scene they make it look like it's a pretty perilous drop. Yeah. <laughs> so. Right. Uh, number of stories, I don't know, but it, it, enough that we know that it, a fall down there would kill him, certainly, which is all you need to know for the uh, just the stakes of the scene. Right, that's true. Now, I mean, so that, that's I'm what's not... important about the shot when the 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 what do you call it? the screen is falling down is just to 
that you see like, okay, there ain't nothing for him to land on. There's like, this is right. an open shaft. If he falls, he's toast. Correct. That's very true. Now, one of the things I'm not a science person, I'm not a math person, but one of the things I always remember is the, you know, how fast something will fall. You know, if something, it doesn't matter what it is. If you, you know, they have the whole experiment of, of holding a, a feather and, 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 and a hammer and you drop them and they're both going to fall at 9.8 meters per second. Mm-hmm. You know, so I decided to look that up and how does that work? If something's dropping 9.8 meters per second, you know, for seven seconds, you know, is it something that's constant or is it not? And apparently there's the idea of acceleration also, which I never thought about. Okay. Mm-hmm. So according to the calculation that I found online, again, there is, I probably did this wrong. So anyone out there, you know, who knows math better than I do, uh, which is probably most of you, uh, you'll probably know this better. You'll probably be able to tell me whether I did this right or not. But based on, on what I did, I found a an acceleration uh, calculator. You know, so I said, okay, it's something that falls mm-hmm. for seven seconds and whatever. So it said that the height should be 788 feet mm. uh, for, it to, for it to fall seven seconds. Okay, and the gravitational acceleration is 9.8 uh, meters per second. But then they add in the velocity aspect, which is 68.65 meters per second. You know, which again, I, I'm just as confused as, as anyone else out there who doesn't know anything about math. But that's the information I found. Whether it's true or not, I don't know. I hope it is. <laughs> I hope I'm sounding, you know, a, a little bit smarter by, by saying that, but maybe not. Who knows? But that, 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 that's what I know about uh, falling objects. You know, that's what know. I was able to find out about falling objects. I'm just slow it down or something. I don't know. I don't know. No if idea. something flies by the camera too fast and you don't see it, it doesn't read. You may have to slow it down so you can see it's falling. I don't know. Right, but here we get to hear it. That's the difference. That's the good thing about it. You know, the idea is to, mm-hmm. that we wait. You know, the fact that they wasted seven seconds of, of, of a shot just so we get to hear the clang, uh, you know, works. Because it's because right after that happens, we see John's face. John is uh, definitely scared because he realizes how far down it is if he falls. You know, yeah. this, this isn't a. I mean, he knows he's on the fortieth floor. That's a separate issue. You know, that that's not a surprise to him at all. Yeah. You know about it, but we see him like thinking about it for a minute, and then we see that he grabs the gun and starts playing with the strap, uh, first on the back and then on the front. You know, as as he's, uh, you know, uh, as he, he's sort of panicking before the, they get there. And then uh, we get another shot of Fritz, who's uh, on the radio with Hans. And, you know, they're, they're, they they need to give some sort of update to, to Hans. We, we don't understand what he's saying. Uh, in the version that I was able to find, you know, earlier in this minute, the, the German words this time, it was not it was not there so i couldn't i can't tell you exactly what he's what type of update that he's uh he's getting then carl enters the room also and he goes over and opens the the side hatch that that uh john had come through at the beginning of of this this minute and hoping that he's able to catch someone right away but he also doesn't have his gun on the ready you know, this goes back. Carl is is notorious for this, apparently. You know, he he wants to shoot something, but he's just not ready to do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, maybe 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 he thinks he's better than 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 anyone else, so therefore he'll still have those extra few seconds, uh, regardless. I don't know. 
<laughs> it's just it's just funny the way that he opens it really quickly, but again, the the gun is not uh, he put, he pointed. Space rather than the gun, yeah. Yeah. You know, so, I, I don't, I don't know. know. You'd have to ask uh, Alexander Goodenough, but I don't, I don't know if he's with us anymore, is he? No, he's not. No, he passed away in, I think, 94 from, I think, AIDS, if I remember correctly. So, yeah, he's okay. – we, we can't ask him. <laughs> okay, well. And, and we'll uh, you know, we'd have, to, we'd have to go to some jail to ask uh, John McTiernan. So, you, you know that, right? <laughs> you know about his I, history? I, I didn't follow the story completely, but I heard that he was in trouble about something or other. For wiretapping, he was. Oh, really? He, okay. he was. He was tap, uh, wiretapping conversations with a fellow producer, and then during his trial, they found out that he was also wiretapping his his wife as they were going through a divorce. So hmm. he, 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 I think he was in prison for like a year, and then on house arrest or something like that. Wow. Uh, okay. We, we discussed it earlier in the. Anything, which he made some great movies, but uh, hasn't made anything since I think 2003. I think that was the last time that he uh, that he made a movie. Mm, and okay. uh, oh. right, so Carl it's, looks very it's, frustrated. Uh, it's tough to do it if you can't leave the house. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, nowadays, but but back uh, seven years ago, that was something very different. Yeah. Yeah. You know, now 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 we have the opposite problem. People don't want to leave their houses even when they can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. You know, and at this point, uh, Carl just looks very frustrated once again, and uh, you know decides to go towards the other the other hatch. And as he's walking towards the closed hatch where we know John went through, so uh, Fritz then continues to give an update as the minute ends. You know, once again, we don't know what he's saying. Um, the the script on this scene is going to be on this minute is going to be really simple because none of it happens. <laughs> it's not mentioned at all. It's not part of the script. This is something that they added in. Uh, I'm glad they added it in because I think it adds a little bit to the the cat and mouse of the whole situation. It also yep. adds to the fact that uh, you know how how uh, uh, angered Carl is and how frustrated he is trying to to capture this guy who you know who who killed his brother. Mm-hmm. So I I think it, it's. It's good that they added this in, and and I like the little comic idea of of having Fritz try to give an update the whole time, you know, where we have absolutely no idea what he's saying. You know, he, he could be just giving a recipe at the same time. Who knows? You know, it just, you know, he could be saying whatever, anything. Who knows? So, you have anything yeah, else you want to say about this minute? Almost, almost this entire sequence is shot handheld, I believe, too, which is what I was talking about in the last minute that uh, I really you know, like that vibe that it brings to it. Um, it's not, it's not overly shaky or anything like that, but it, it, uh, it just has a little something to it. It is also interesting that, because this is something you saw a lot in the eighties, I think, but you don't see anymore is, <laughs> yeah, uh, is this kind of, um, you know, the, the whole topless thing out of nowhere for, and not particularly yeah. for any reason. <laughs> yeah. I, right. I just saw, um, a revival screening on um, on Friday night of uh, National Lampoon's Vacation um, okay. with Chevy Chase, and yep. that has that too. It's it's kind of it's funny that you just it's a comedy, and then out of nowhere, there's just like these topless shots for no particular reason. <laughs> you know, yep. It seemed to be a staple of uh, of the movies back then, but you don't really see that nowadays. 
No, that was that was definitely something. I mean, you you and I grew up in the eighties. Just about every movie has that. You know, it it was something that they did at the time. Uh, yep. But nowadays, nowadays, uh, for obvious reasons, they 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 have avoided that. And I yeah. I, I gotta say that that I think in this movie, I, I've I mentioned this a few weeks ago. We we had a whole big discussion uh, about nudity in movies when. Uh, you know, and and I think in this movie, it actually ruins the movie that they have the the the, the very quick nude scene. You know, when the the couple are having sex in the in yeah. the office where they get pulled out, and also to have this because this is a movie that I would have shown my my sons when they were younger, but because of those two little shots, you know, I will you know. I, I think it also says something about society that people. I, I think the violence is more right. disturbing. If no, you're that's, that's what I was just about to say. I think that says a lot about our society that that the violence is less of an issue, but it's it's the nudity that's a problem. You know. That's funny. So I don't know. I don't know what that says about me then. <laughs> but uh, but but you and I both can say that as kids, also like as kids, we probably didn't yeah. didn't weren't bothered about the fact that there was uh, frequent nudity in these movies. So, <laughs> but one one thing I like is the way they built these uh, li- the the lights, the fluorescent lights into the side. You know, like because you would think in a building like this that they would probably generally be overhead, right? Yeah. But the production designers built them into the side, which is great because that way they become part of the visual interest of the set. We're not just looking at concrete walls. But and also with like I mentioned, how much I like the lenses this movie was shot with a couple of times. Um, you can see that blue streak that's coming out okay. with the flare mm-hmm. every time the, the lights on the frame. And that's just a feature of that lens in this movie that I like a lot is just the, uh, those, those flare streaks and things. And they're throughout and having the, the fluorescence on the walls really, you know, gives an opportunity for that to, uh, to occur and to really keep things, you know, visually exciting. Oh wow! I mean, in the last second in this in this uh, minute, we actually see one of the fluorescents on on the ceiling. But you're right; up until then, you, it's yeah, yeah. Well, th- so there are some, but they have yeah. them on the walls, and you don't. That's not that's not something you normally see as a design feature in a place like this. So it's it's a it's a clear choice <laughs> because clearly they wanted to be able to. I'm sure they wanted to be able to have more kind of flares and streaks and things in the image. Right. So, well, next next time you're in, uh, you know, the Century City building, you can you can check it out. You can tell them you want to go up to the roof. <laughs> well, I, I I'm I'm fairly certain that's a soundstage that has since been struck <laughs> and is not actually in the building. <laughs> you never know. You never know. You got it. These are things you need to find out. You need to to, to research it. You know. <laughs> You're 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 in LA. I don't think they would you appreciate in this day and age some weird guys snooping around their uh, infrastructure. In the you, you, I I would I would think that they've been dealing with with people like that have been doing that for 34 years. I I don't think maybe so. You know I, I'm assuming they know that people are going to walk in and say, "Ooh, this is where they filmed Die Hard. Can I see this? Can I see that?" You know, it's uh, yeah. You know, I, I guess it's a a requirement to be this. To be a security guard it's, there. Though it's it's a little difficult to it's a little difficult to get to though because there's no parking on the street that it's on, and you can only park if you go up into that circular driveway and then go into the garage and everything too. So you have to really really want to you know enter the building if you <laughs> you can't just sort of casually drop in because um, you know it's it's a long street called uh, Avenue of the Stars in the Century City that there just is no parking. There just is no parking anywhere on the street. It's just not allowed. 
Um, so you have to be going to one of the places and, and parking specifically to go. Oh, in. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so. That's good to know. That, I, I did not know that. There you go. All right. So every Thursday yep. we, we have a segment called off the beaten track holiday edition where either myself or my guest will give a little story about something that happened to us uh, at some point in our lives over the holiday season. So Kurt, you have another story for us? Well, the only good one I can come up with, maybe, I don't know, because it's movie related, I guess, and it happened at around Christmas time. Um, I remember I was, uh, I was in the middle of filming a movie that I was making in high school. This was back in probably Christmas 89 or 90, I guess, probably, probably 89, 88, something like that. Um, and, uh, I had borrowed this, uh, this high-end VHS camcorder from a friend of mine uh, to shoot some scenes because I think mine was in the shop or something. And I was out with my friend Andrew, uh, who Dear Zachary is about. We were in a parking lot shooting just some Christmas light shots that I needed for this movie. And we were just doing that. Originally, we were going to go do that and then go to the movies, I remember. But then after this happened, we did not go to the movies, which was I... I don't know, wasn't paying attention somehow, the, the tripod wasn't stabilized, and I turned away for a second, and suddenly the tripod with this expensive camcorder I had borrowed from my friend who had got it from, like, the AV department at the college he was working at fell over, tipped over, and smashed on the ground. <laughs> and I was just absolutely mortified because I was worried, A, I just destroyed this very expensive thing because I was just stupid and hadn't secured something. B, I was worried that I just destroyed my friendship with this other person who had lent me the thing, <laughs> which fortunately I did not. He's still one of his friends. He just I doesn't let you use the camera anymore. Um, <laughs> and, um, and I remember Andrew being like, Oh dear. Uh, sorry. I didn't see that happening either. <laughs> so like, uh, cause neither of us noticed that the, the tripod was tipping over and, um, that the, uh, the camera got destroyed. Because I remember that night we were about to go see the Chevy Chase movie Christmas Vacation, speaking of National Lampoon's Vacation, and we did not go. We we went later in the week after it started the problem <laughs> out with the uh, camera. Oh, wow. Okay. So. That's a great story. That's anyway. fun. You see? Yeah. So, yeah, that was that. So, that, that I, it took place around Christmas time. We were photographing Christmas lights for, I don't even know if I ever used the shots in the movie. I don't know if I could use the shots because I don't know if you could get the, the tape out of that camcorder after i screwed it up <laughs> but there you go hey why not that's a great story thank you very much for that story all sure, right sure. you want to once again tell people how they can get in touch with you uh sure i just go to my website which is my name.com so k-u-r-t-k-u-e-n-n-e.com and there's a, a button for contact on there all right excellent and finding me is very simple just do a quick search for movie rob minute you can find me on Facebook, you can find me on Twitter, and you can find me at my website. Kurt, you feel like uh, coming back tomorrow to finish up the week? I think we have to do that. I think we should do it. All right. Excellent. So until tomorrow, yippee-ki-yay. Yippee-ki-yay.